Good morning, cunts. It's 2.30 p.m. and I'm having a coffee, you know, just causing chaos for myself this afternoon. I'm absolutely drained because I hung out with a friend for nine hours yesterday, which is way too long. I have a personal maximum of four hours per friend, okay? I don't want to see you longer than that. It's not going to be fun for me, therefore it's not going to be fun for you. Welcome to understanding people describe me as outgoing or extroverted no bitch I'm I am anxious I'm very anxious and I want to go home and be alone and talk to myself on this podcast and draw pictures and maybe write some music that's the ideal scenario okay four hours max I love a two-hour hang you know I love a two-hour drink or a two-hour dinner maybe a like two and a half hour dinner we buy a bottle of wine we chat we eat we get dessert oh one of my favorite things in the world is going out to dinner and getting dessert like yes I want dessert when they come over they're like what are we thinking ladies I'm like I'm thinking sweet I love it what are we thinking ladies Ugh. I wish I wish servers would just call me a bitch what are you thinking bitch oh that would feel good it would feel really good if a server did that to me. But so I hung out with someone for nine hours yesterday. I picked up my friend in the valley. He lives in the valley and normally I would not fucking drive out there and get someone, but someone stole his car, which is crazy. It's crazy that someone can just steal your car and then just take it and and use it. I mean, someone took his car and said, yeah, this looks good, this feels good. I'm just gonna drive this. It's been you know, reported stolen for almost a month now. So if you have his car, please return it because I don't want to go pick him up again. But So I picked him up and drove us out to the beach and we laid on the beach and chit-chatted and cackled for like six hours, which is way too fucking long. As I just expressed, four is the max, two is the preferred. So why the fuck was I there for six hours? But I felt like, oh, well, we're here. Let's enjoy it. It was a cloudy day on the beach. What a fucking misconception. When I moved to LA, I was like, oh, it's going to be sunny. I'm going to miss seasons. No, bitch, I miss summer. Where the fuck is summer? Oh, my God. Sorry. I sound like like a really crabby old Jewish woman right now. And it's like, <sighs> yes, I am one right now. I think I'm just tired, okay? Nine hours is too long, so six hours on the beach. And then we went to Shake Shack and Shake... We went to the Shake Shack in Encino, okay? I The valley is cursed. I don't want to go there. So we went to the Shake Shack in Encino, and I'm telling you, shit was not okay. There was, like, really strange people. My friend, his name is Kevin. Kevin started talking about NPC theory non-playable characters where it's like oh we're the main characters and then there's all these like weird fill-in non-playable characters and he was making me feel like I was on drugs but really I was just like socially burnt out and I devoured my Shake Shack shroom burger fries and chocolate shake in about three minutes not kidding I think I ate the entire meal in three minutes and then just sat there as he slowly picked apart his burger and ate it with his hands like he ripped apart the burger and ate it very slowly and talked NPC theory to me and I almost killed myself in that Shake Shack in Encino so that was good. 
<laughs> anyway, now I'm here and it is Sunday and I'm doing this thing where no one can reach me today, okay? I'm not answering your call. I'm not answering your text. I went and got my favorite breakfast sandwich this morning. My favorite breakfast sandwich is the avocado vegetarian breakfast sandwich from La Mill Coffee on Silver Lake Boulevard in Silver Lake. Okay. It could be on Sunset. Is that Sunset or Silver Lake Boulevard? I don't know. It's La Mill Coffee. I went there. I ordered ahead so I could just pick it up. I ate it on the patio. There were like a handful of screaming babies. Maybe this, like, the past 24 hours are not hitting, okay? They're not hitting. I'm feeling anxious. But I'm also feeling as if I'm on the right path in life. So that's cool, right? Like, and I'm serious. I'm, I'm fully serious. I, I do feel I'm on the right path. Um, really chaotic announcement. I just put in my notice at my job, LOL. <laughs> yeah, put in my notice because they were making me want to rip my eyeballs out of my skull, and I thought to myself, wait a sec, what if I die next week? Is this how I want to spend all my time? I don't think so. Let me take a sip of my coffee. <sighs> if you listened to the last episode, episode two, you might have heard me mention someone I was seeing in L.A. for a bit, but we hadn't spoken in a while. And I was saying that I want to get explicit permission from them to talk about them. And I would love to interview them. And guess what? They came over Friday night. And they are going to come on the pod at some point. So very exciting. Um, and I think we're going to touch on what that relationship looked like today. So yeah, let me tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> let me tell you what's going to happen today. Okay, today we're going to go over my dating history. Okay, so buckle up. This is going to be revealing, exposing, intimate, vulnerable, uh, shocking. And more than anything, hopefully it's a good time, okay? I'm, I'm trying to frame this in a way where it's like literally nothing matters. I am lucky to have loved and lost the never loved at all. And I'm so serious. Even the most chaotic, traumatic parts of my dating history, I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. I could have not had that at all, right? You know, we're, we're positive over here on Are We Gonna Kiss? Although, unfortunately, I haven't kissed anyone in like four weeks. So, I'm just on the edge. I am like dangling off a cliff. I do feel as though my virginity has returned back to my body. Okay. Haven't been touched in four weeks. So yeah, I'm aiming to get a kiss in uh, this week, babe. Oh my God. I'm now going to take you back to 2012, motherfucker. 2012, I'm talking somebody that I used to know by Gautier featuring Kimbra. Okay? Featuring Kimbra, honey. I'm talking Call Me Maybe, motherfucker. I'm talking We Are Young by Fun. Okay? That's what I'm talking about when I say 2012, okay? I was starting my first real band, okay? I was 16. Is that right? Is my math right here? Allow me to just figure it. 1995, Yeah, I was 16 going on 17, as they would say, in Sound of Music, right? You are 16 going on 17. I don't remember what, what the words are. 
Because I am not a musical theater gay. I find that shit so fucking irritating. I love West Side Story, and I love... That's pretty much it. I am not a musical hoe. I'm trying to think of one musical. Oh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Love that. Does that count? I don't know if that even counts. Okay. 2012, I'm starting a band. I already had a friend named Violet who we had met at like a community talent show. Violet played guitar for someone and then I was like a singer-songwriter performing this talent show. And Violet said that they would help me start a band. And I was like, great. And Violet had this friend, Matt, who was going to play lead guitar in our band. And then Violet also had this friend, Charles, and Charles was going to play drums. And Violet was going to play bass. And I was going to play rhythm guitar and sing and write the songs. And our first practice, it was great. I already had a bunch of songs written that I wanted the band to learn. And we jammed. It was super fun. And... After the band practice, okay, we all walk back to our cars, and I had parked my car right next to Matt's car. And it's nighttime, we're in the suburbs of Philadelphia, the stars are out, we parked by this like grassy field in suburban Percocy, I think. I think that was Percocy, where we used to practice. And Matt and I just somehow got to talking by our cars, and then... Next thing you know, we're both sitting on the ground, leaned up against our respective cars facing each other. And I remember us just laughing and laughing. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, like, I've never had this kind of connection with a guy before. Like, it was just a really unique connection. And then after every band practice, and I, oh, I said, I said his real name. Okay, I got to bleep that out. But after every band practice, Matt and I would walk to our respective cars that we always park next to each other. And even if the other people in the band came and walked us to our cars, we would just kind of linger there until they kind of got the hint and they would walk away. And then we would just sit by our cars and talk, talk, talk. We would not kiss, not hold hands or anything, but we would just talk and laugh and get into deep stuff and our history and what music we love and just like funny shit you know like just like falling in love shit when you're 16 and oh my god it it, it was so magical you know even looking back and after all the bullshit that did ensue it, it was so magical and I remember one time we still hadn't kissed yet or anything we were hanging out and we were driving around at night as you do when you're 16 and I was like such a good teenager like I didn't even drink Um, I did smoke weed, but we were just like driving around listening to music and talking at night and there was, you know, a quiet moment and we started talking about how we did have this special connection and how like maybe we were interested in each other in a romantic way and I've always just been so scared of romantic connection, right? And so even though I knew I liked him and I wanted to kiss him and I wanted us to date, I remember acknowledging the unique connection we had and how I did have feelings for him. And then I remember saying, yeah, but we're such good friends and we're so close. I wouldn't want to ruin that. And I remember him looking at me and being like, we're not that close. Like he was trying to be like, come on, we can do this. And then that's not even the time we first kissed. The first time we kissed, he took me on a for real date. He took me out to dinner. 
And I was so nervous the whole dinner. I wasn't even acting like myself. I was being so fucking weird. And he drove me back home. And I said the craziest fucking thing. When I tell you what I said to this man, when he dropped me off after our first official date, you're going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So he pulls into the driveway of my little townhouse where I lived. And... My mom wasn't home yet, right? And so we're standing in the driveway outside of his car. I'm like waiting for him to make a move, waiting for him to kiss me. And then headlights come up behind us like my mom was just pulling up. And so we both are like, oh, my Jesus fucking God. And my mom walks by and we're like, hi. And she's like, hi, how was dinner? We're like, great. She goes inside. and I'm like, I hate my fucking life. So we continue standing there. We're talking. And then we both get quiet. And I'm looking at him. And he's just... Looking at me, neither of us are making a move. And listen to the motherfucking words I say to this man. I look Matt in the eyes, this man that I'm at this point in love with. And I say, Don't be gay. Don't be gay. I said, Don't be gay. And then he kissed me. Also, mind you, this was my first for real kiss with someone I liked. Okay? I said, don't be gay. And then the, at that time, love of my life kissed me for the first time. What the fuck is wrong with me? Don't be gay, bitch. You're gay. You turned out gay. Isn't that kind of incredible? I wish I made this up. Like, I really wish I made this up. This man, Matt, will not speak to me at this time anymore. Oh, my God, the drama. But, like, I said, don't be gay before... Like, in order to get him to kiss me. I just, I can't say it in eyes. I said, don't be gay. Don't be gay. Don't be gay. And now look at me. I'm so fucking gay. <laughs> anyway, and then he made fun of me, you know, for the months following that, that I said, don't be gay. And, uh, yeah. Was, was, that was my first real kiss with someone I liked, okay? Oh, my God. I've actually not told many people this. Anyway, Matt and I continued to date, and we were in this band together, okay? So we were in this band that was doing really well in suburban Philadelphia, and we were playing some shows in Philly, and what you shouldn't do when you're a teenager is date someone in your band, mm-hmm, right? Okay, especially if the band is going well, and you want to be a professional musician, um, you should not date someone in that band, babe, but, you know, young love. It was a great story. Um, basically, I was falling out of love with Matt. I was, like, looking for more from life. It seemed like Matt was going to stay in suburban Philadelphia forever. And I was interested in getting the fuck out of there. Um, I broke up with him, which was very difficult. And I remember just, like, crying my eyes out and feeling like I was going to die. And then he started dating um, one of my friends. So that's how that ended. And then I made like a really crazy revenge song named after the girl that he started dating. And I made a crazy video and I posted it. And I pretty much acted as psychotic as a heartbroken 17-year-old girl who makes music could behave. And you know what? I love that. Like when I look back at baby Jordana making that crazy ass revenge song and filming a video for it in my mom's house. I mean, I love it. And then I went to community college for a year. I did a ton of drugs um, with some really cool people who I'm still friends with who live in Philly. So, um, yeah, that was relationship number one, which I love for me. Ooh, 
now I'm going to take you to 2015, okay? We're living in Chicago. I'm going to college there. I am openly at this point indulging in some queer experiences. I've hooked up with a couple girlies, and I'm looking for love as usual. You know, 10 years later, I'm like still looking for love. <laughs> um, and I meet someone named. Oh, no, I can't use the word. Let's go with the name Bobby. Okay. So. 2015, I am in a music business class, and there is someone who is so clearly like a masculine dyke named Bobby, and they give me butterflies every time I see them. I'm like so nervous around them, and one day after class, I'm charging my phone in the hallway, and they come up to me, and all they say is, hey, and I say, oh, my God, sorry, I'm just charging my phone. Like, what the fuck is wrong? With, like, I'm not normal, okay? Like, what is, like, I can't just have a normal fucking interaction. So they say, hi. I said, oh, my God, sorry, I'm charging my phone. And they said, uh, okay. And I was like, yeah. Uh. And then they, like, asked me about some classwork. And this is the time of Facebook still. So we exchanged, like, Facebook friends, whatever. We friended each other. And I think the idea was they wanted to get my Facebook for, like, notes. Like, I could send them notes or whatever. But I'm like, oh, no, I'm in love with this person. I put on the moves. They put on the moves back. And we arrange a first date off the Belmont Red Stop. Okay, we went to Blaze Pizza. And then we walked over to Shuba's for a drink. Um, I got to Blaze Pizza probably an hour early because I was so nervous. I ordered a pizza an hour early ate an entire pizza so then when they got there on time I was like oh I, I already ate like what again what is wrong with me I'm just so nervous that I can't like I can't even be hot or sexy or cool I can't be crazy sexy cool because I'm insane anyway so they <laughs> anyone listening to this podcast is gonna be like yeah she's never gonna date anybody ever <laughs> so they order a pizza and I sit there and watch them eat it Okay, and then we walk over to Shuba's, this bar that's also a venue, um, which I also later in my Chicago career, I have played Shuba's a lot of times. But at this time, I was underage. I had a fake ID, and it seemed like a, oh, God, this is all alleged, okay? Anyway, <laughs> we go to Shuba's, we get drinks, and we're talking about music, and our music taste is so aligned, and we're like naming our favorite songs by different artists. Like we're going one, two, three, naming the song, and we both had the favorite song from all these different artists. You know, like we're just so synced up, and it's it's very magical, and we absolutely fucking fell in love. And then I remember them walking me back to the Red Line Belmont stop. And I used my fucking line, bitch. This is my motherfucking line. Okay? We're kind of standing in the in the darkened storefront. It's not open. And, you know, it's boys' town, so people are running around drunk on the sidewalk. And we're laughing. And, and I say, are we going to kiss? Ugh. And then and Bobby was like, I don't know. If we're going to kiss, you have to kiss me. And I was like, oh, okay. 
And we kissed. And I remember, like, I, I just remember being so magical. Oh, what is wrong with me? Like, I'm such a romantic ass, nostalgic ass motherfucker. Like, I, I still remember that first kiss back in 2015. And it was like sparks flying. And in retrospect, I mean, it was the start of a very tumultuous relationship. We dated on and off, I mean, for years. Uh, Bobby lives in L.A. now, and we hooked up when they moved to L.A. And now we are not speaking because a lot of our relationship was very traumatic and bad. Um, yeah, really complicated. I, I, I don't, there's a lot that I'm actually not even going to share about that relationship, but very traumatic. I mean, I would describe a lot of that relationship as emotionally traumatic. Um, on both ends, I was really, I was a really unhappy and unstable person around 2015 to 2017, maybe even 2018. I was working out a lot of things in therapy and I think I didn't trust anyone. I wasn't, you know, soft in any area of my life. I was a very hardened, angry person. And I think, even if I was with a partner who was really supporting and loving and loyal to me, I don't know that I would have been in a healthy relationship. So what a time. Yeah. Okay. So that's Bobby. I will say that we had incredible sex and I think that started this pattern of me associating really good sex with love and I don't know if that's exactly true. I think you can have really good sex and definitely should not date that person. <laughs> but I also think good sex can be an indicator of good chemistry and you know, possibly romantic ways, but it can't be everything, okay? You heard it here first, folks. An orgasm can't, uh, can't hold a relationship together, okay? Bobby, I really was not dating because I was not emotionally capable of it. I mean, my relationship was my music career. I was married to my career. My entire emotional well-being was being expressed through music. And also that was my, you know, partner. Like my partner was my career. I would just focus on my career all the time. And then 2020 pandemic hits. Uh-oh, baby. Ain't no music career in this pandemic. Mm-hmm. So that was an identity crisis. And this is a story for another time probably. But I went and backpacked the Appalachian Trail in 2021, March of 2021. Um, so I spent all of 2020 getting ready for this journey. And then I spent three months alone in the woods, hiking from Georgia to Virginia by myself. Returned to Chicago, fucked around a little bit again in the queer community. Everyone was poly. I was like, you know what? I just got to get out of Chicago. And I came to L.A. And you know what I said when I got to L.A.? I said, I am going to be straight. Because all the queer people I know are polyamorous. And I feel like dating a straight cis man will just be easy. And here's the deal. It is. But it's also fucking boring and unfulfilling. Or at least it is if you're literally gay, which I am. <laughs> 
But sometimes, you know, everyone's on their own journey and it takes a minute. And honey, this is what it took. Okay, so moved to L.A., said I would be straight. This is almost exactly a year ago I moved to L.A., July 2022. So July 2022, I moved to L.A., claim straightness, new identity drop, I'm straight, okay? I date this man, we're going to call him Sam, for a literal hot second, okay? This man told me he's a comedian, okay? That's what his Tinder bio said. That's what he apparently does for work. Um, I don't think I laughed once. I think I only smiled because I was so uncomfortable. And um, just where... it was not it, okay? And we fucked once. And um, you know what that sex made me think about? It made me really fucking worried for all the straight women out there dating these cis straight men who, like, that's how they fuck? Like, I don't know. I'm worried. And I'm sure that some of you out there are good, okay? I have a lot of, like, cis straight male friends. And, like, I mean, we don't really explicitly talk about it, but I hope y'all are like walking the bases, not running the bases. I hope you are walking them. Let's talk in sports terms, you little cis straight men. Okay? Baseball, right? You start at the first base and you got to get to second, third, and fourth to do the home run, right? I don't want you to make a home run if we're fucking, okay? I want you to crawl from first to second, okay? Crawl on your hands and knees from first to second base. When you want to go to third, I want to see you barrel roll, okay? Like lay on the ground like a little worm and roll to third, okay? It should take you a sec. And then when you're in third and you're thinking about going to fourth, I want you to like tiptoe to fourth and then like he run back to third like haha I was joking and then and then you can walk to fourth like like do a little song and dance motherfucker if you're doing a home run like the game is over very quickly you know what I'm saying and let me define these bases for you first base okay I don't know if everyone defines it this way but this is how are we gonna kiss officially is defining the bases okay first base we're kissing right first base is a little right okay so when i say are we gonna kiss i'm just saying let's approach first base okay okay first base a kiss second base we're like touching and rubbing above clothing right okay i think that's and maybe maybe slipping under clothing a little but no no penetration and like no tongue to clit no finger in vagina. None of that yet. Oh, my God. How uncomfortable are you guys? I'm having a great time. So, okay. First base. Mwah. Second base. Rubbing. Okay. Rubbing and feeling. Third base, I think, is fingering. And I'm trying to decide if I want to put oral in third base. Yeah. Let's put, well, here's the thing. Thing. I think this is different for straight people and gay people. Wow, we got there, folks. This is where we need to be right now. This is the conversation. So, okay, in, in hetero terms, okay, fuck them, right? Fuck the heteros. <laughs> I'm kidding. Everyone's fine. Just, like, be nice. So, if we're talking in hetero terms, I think first base, kiss. Second base, rub. Third base, fingering and oral. And then fourth base is, like, 
penis in vagina. <laughs> so crazy, right? Um, okay, so that's what I think it is in like straight terms, but then in queer terms, this is what has helped me with queer sex because I think it is confusing sometimes, like what actually counts. And in fact, I was hanging out with my friend Kevin yesterday, who is a gay man, like cis gay man, and he kept saying throughout our hangout, like, I don't even understand what lesbians do. He's like, I don't even know what you guys are doing. Like, I don't even want to know. <laughs> but so I remember reading on Autostraddle, who basically, you know, I'm like an ambassador at this point for Autostraddle. Um, I remember as a baby gay reading on Autostraddle that they said, if you and the other person are engaging consensually, physically and sexually, and the goal is to reach orgasm, for one or both of you, that is considered sex. So that's how I define queer sex. If we're going to talk bases for like two girlies or like two people that have vaginas, maybe like first base is still kissing. Second base is still like touching over clothes. Maybe third base is like, Mm, maybe third base is like being naked and touching and then fourth base is like doing some kind of action in order to make someone orgasm which could be oral or like fingering or like strap on sex or like whatever else y'all need to do in order to come <laughs> how do we feel about the word come I kind of I think I like it I think I like the word come I hate the word masturbate. Does anyone else hate that word? Like, I would rather say touch myself. I don't like the word masturbate. I used to hate the word horny, but now I kind of like it. Pussy is tough for me. <laughs> Pussy is tough for me to say. I'm trying to think if I like hearing someone else say it, though. Like, mm, I want to fuck her pussy. <laughs> Can't believe I'm putting this on the internet. Um. I don't know if I like that. I think I do, probably. I'm trying to think about, like, what this person I've been seeing says. I mean, they say the nastiest shit, and I love it. I think we should all be saying disgusting shit to each other. I want you to say something horrifying. I mean, like, legal, but, like, horrifying. <laughs> I don't want you to say something scary. I want you to say something, like, disgusting. Like, I want you to say, like, Ew, I don't know. I'm not going to put it on this podcast, but get creative in your brain. Okay, wow. I really got off track there. All I meant to say is that I didn't love the sex with that guy. And I was like, okay, I need to focus on my career again and like stop fucking around. So that's what I did. I kind of balled out in my career for a second. And then this past like March, April, I literally remembered I was gay. Like, I, I am very good at pretending I don't have a sexuality and I don't need love and I don't need romance. And that is because of all my trauma. But I think I was really feeling myself this past winter in L.A. And I was like, wait, is it possible that I do deserve love and that I am worthy of affection and commitment? So then I got back on the apps. And I met Tony, an OMG. Oh, what a fun little first, like, L.A. romance. 
So Tony and I met on Tinder and they were very transparent in their Tinder bio. It said partnered and poly, like ethically non-monogamous. But I truly was like, well, I just need to go on some dates and like get back in the scene. And they're really cute. And their first picture on Tinder was in Chicago. And the background of the picture was this mural that my friend in Chicago painted. So I was like, Oh my God, like we at least have a lot in common and could probably have fun and talk about Chicago and art stuff and yeah. So that's what I messaged them. I was like, oh my God, you're so cute. And the mural in your first picture is my friend's art. And they were like, oh my God, you're so cute. That means we have to go on a cute date. And I was like, oh my God. So our first date was at Venice Beach. We like walked on the beach for like two miles which I love I love a walk and I was so nervous but they were so sweet and funny and cute and then after the walk on the beach we went to this like brewery um in Venice like right off the beach and we each had a beer and then I seduced that motherfucker and brought them home with me and Like, we fucked, like, on the first date, which is really unlike me because I'm such a nervous hoe. But I think I was just so affirmed, like, oh, my God, I'm, oh, my friend Kevin just texted me. I can't wait for your Rachel Green era. I have a hair appointment on Thursday, and I said I want to look like Jen Aniston on Friends, but with my curly Jufro. Okay, sorry, back to the story. So Tony came home with me, and we fucked. And like I said, I normally don't fuck on like a first date. I love to say, are we going to kiss at the end of the date? But they were just so charming. And I feel like our chemistry was really good. And I think I also was like, oh my God, wait. Yeah, like I'm queer. Like I'm so fucking gay. And yeah, I don't know. The sex is bomb. And then like we just started seeing each other and things got complicated because I don't think I'm poly I don't think I can do it like I'm really my specific childhood trauma around like abandonment I don't think fully lends itself to polyamory and maybe I'm sure a lot of you who are poly listening to this are like I could convince you otherwise and I'm sure but I don't know the the concept of Tony going home to their partner after we spent the night together or I don't know, like after fucking and like me being all like heart eyes with them, it made me sad. Like I want them to just live with me, you know, like it's complicated, right? But we kind of took a break for June um, because I I was the one who said I needed a break because my feelings were starting to get really hurt. I was feeling really sad every time. I would see on their Instagram story, they're with their partner or with another girl. And I just, I don't think it's right for me. But I also want to have a hot girl summer. So anyway, they came over Friday night. And we just kind of, it was our first link up since we took our big break for most of June and most of July. Um, they came over and we just talked. We took a walk again and then they came over and we ate pasta and drank a glass of wine and we didn't even kiss. And it was just really nice to be around them because regardless of, you know, our sexual chemistry, um, I really care about this person like a lot. And I really like as a person. And I think regardless, I do want them in my life. 
Um, and I'm just figuring out what that's going to look like. Will we fuck again? Honestly, I hope so. <laughs> but will we end up together? Probably not. Like, no, because I really want to live with my partner and I really want to build a life with my partner. You know, I want to, like, buy a house with someone and have a little garden and I want to go on vacation in Greece with my partner and they don't have to, like, FaceTime their other partner, you know? And could I be in a relationship where maybe we fuck other people? I think that's a possibility for sure. But... A whole other partner? I, I I don't know if I can do it. So that really brings us up to speed here, folks. My body count is low, and it's something I want to work on. <laughs> Not that I think your body count should be high or your body count should be anything. I think even the concept of a body count is stupid. But I've only had sex with maybe like eight people. I, I, I don't know that I could fully count it, but I think probably my number is around ten, maybe... And I kind of just want to sleep with more queer people to find, like, new experiences and see what other people are into. What are we doing in these streets, babe? So, yeah, I, I, I mean, that's where I'm at right now. I think it's good to catch you up to speed as we move forward here. I think uh, the next episode, I want to talk about the apps, okay? The apps are a living hell. Some of them are fun. Um, we're going to talk about Lex. We're going to talk about Raya because, bitch, I got accepted. I'm on Raya, motherfucker. Yeah, suck my dick. I'm on Raya. Anyway, um, and we'll talk about Tinder and Hinge and Field. Ugh, so L.A. Field. Um, yeah, we'll talk about all of it. But I think uh, that's all I wanted to tell you today. But before we go, oh, my God. I'm so nervous to say this, but like, are we gonna kiss? Are we gonna kiss is a podcast written, recorded, and produced by me, Jordana, in my closet, in my studio apartment in East Hollywood. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and follow me at Are We Gonna Kiss Pod on Instagram and subscribe to the pod wherever you listen to your podcasts.